You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Learn how to eat better, get healthy, and help animals. Welcome to Main Street Vegan with your host, Victoria Moran. And right now, we're going to be talking with somebody who is incredibly cool and has been for many, many years a wonderful yoga teacher, a committed longtime vegetarian, and now somewhat longtime vegan. And that is my good friend, Carol Kaliani Barat. You have been around the vegetarian world, certainly the yoga world, for a very long time. So what came first? Was it yoga or vegetarianism? 1976, I went, uh, I started yoga, taking yoga in 1973 when our son was two years old at the Integral Yoga Institute on West End Avenue. And um, there I saw pictures of Swami Satchitananda and met with these wonderful yoga teachers and this community. And um, at that time, we were vegetarian, and uh, we raised our son as vegetarian, which he still is. And 1976 was an important year for me because not only did I take yoga teaching training at the Integral Yoga Institute on West 13th Street, I also went to our first NAVS, North American Vegetarian Society, convention in Ithaca, New York. And uh, I taught there and worked there for um, 35 years. Our last was in 2002, right before we moved to California. It was wonderful to learn from these people. H.J. Dinshaw and his lovely wife, Freya, were very uh, important to us, and they were leading the movement then, which is now being uh, supervised by Brian and Sharon Graff. And uh, we've been to 20 locations throughout the Northeast, different colleges every summer. And it was just um, our son would go to a vegetarian camp there. And I understand the name has just been changed after 44 years, I believe it is, to North American Vegan Society. A long time coming. But <laughs> A long time coming. Well, I remember yes. being in but the room at Jay and Freya's now. house at the and American Vegan Society and, um, so when he sent Brian and Sharon off to start the North American Vegetarian Society because the International Vegetarian Union wouldn't allow for there to be an international congress in a country that didn't have a vegetarian society. So right. it was a different era. It was. It was indeed. So after I, I was, I took my teacher's training in yoga because I had a calling from reading uh, Baba Ram Das at the time, Baba, uh, who believed in the prison uh, yoga, the prison ashram project. So I wanted to teach in a prison setting. So I taught, Arthur and I actually uh, co-led a class at Westchester Penitentiary for a year. And uh, that was really interesting to work with the inmates there and um, then we moved upstate about 50 miles and I started um, doing adult education in in Carmel High School and uh, I taught English at Mayapak High School. So um, what came first? Well, uh, they sort of, uh, you know, came 
together. I, I feel very uh, special that I was allowed to get this knowledge at a young age. And um, it's really kept us in good stead all these years. Mm. And I got to travel throughout the globe, uh, going to different yoga uh, teaching uh, trainings in Bali and New Zealand and all through Europe and the Caribbean. And, and I, I I love the yoga teaching, and I love my my teacher, Swami Satchidananda. Uh, he opened the Woodstock Festival in 1969, and he was the the guru to the hippies at the time. <laughs> he was. I still <laughs> so have say. a picture on my altar of my daughter uh, when she was probably 10 or 11 months old in his uh, arms. <laughs> I oh, think it's how so special. special. How special. So how and, have um, your, your convictions, your dietary diet. decisions changed during your lifetime? So we were, I would say, slow learners, and we were vegetarian for 40 years until one summer fest we saw a film called Peaceable Kingdom. And Arthur just started crying, and, I, and he said, oh, you know, I want to die a vegan. So I said, dear, you want to live a vegan as a vegan. And so at that moment, we just finally became pure vegans and adopted um, what is now for eight years our our diet, uh, which has made us happy and healthy and blessed. Oh, that's wonderful. So when you were vegetarian, you, you only had dairy products, I presume, since you were a yogic vegetarian. So no fish, no eggs. Oh, we ate some eggs at the time. Okay. But even before and I then became vegan, I was What did you tell yourself about the, the dairy during all those properly. years of being vegetarian and yet knowing the dinshas? Yes, well, everyone is at their own rate of evolution. And I believe the enlightenment comes at the right time for everybody. I'm hoping the whole world will become vegan, but it's really uh, one meal at a time and one choice at a time. And uh, it just took us a while to sort of catch up, even though I was very involved with the vegan community through all those vegetarian summer fests. And, uh, but Finally, digesting the information and making it a reality uh, came to me and us, and happy for it. Oh, um, yeah. Right? <laughs> it's wonderful. And it, it took me several years uh, as well. And I know yeah. it's a little different now because I think the images are more available, the information is more available, and certainly the planetary situation is, is more pressing it seems like when I yes, think of the absolutely. 1970s, I think of that as when, hey, I'm vegetarian, cool, man. <laughs> but not right. many people were talking about being vegan, other than Jay and Freya Dinshaw, practically nobody. So practically. You, However, you had um, a health challenge back in 2006. Tell us about yes, that. Actually, I was diagnosed with a very rare uh, immune disorder in my liver, hereditary uh, and it was um it 
caused my liver to deteriorate. But I was 40 at the time. Now I'm 71. And so, um, you know, after this diagnosis, I, I tried very seriously not to eat any oil or any nut butters or nuts. It was, it, it, they had told me that my liver could not really support eating those fats. So um, I limited my diet to a certain extent, and I lasted for uh, 20 years before I needed a transplant, 10 years at NYU Medical Center and then 10 years at Westchester Medical Center. And uh, finally, in uh, 2002, I uh, started to have more symptoms, and I, I had to retire from English teaching and my yoga teaching, which was through the, the school system. And I had been on the list for about nine years, and I took a lot of good care of myself. And then in 2006, I was pretty sick, and they said I had less than a year to live, and I needed a, a liver transplant. So I got one. One night, I got a call at two in the morning and come down to the center, and uh, someone had passed away from a stroke, and I received her liver. And I was 59 at the time, and she was actually 60. And she, she, her family kindly, gener through their generosity, donated her her parts. There are eight different organs that can be uh, um, used in other people as uh, transplants. So I was lucky enough uh, to get her liver. Other people got her kidneys, lungs, perhaps, pancreas, and uh, small intestine, and um, kidneys, of course. So it was a it was a joyous thing. I was in the hospital for several weeks, but I recovered. After about six weeks, I was back doing my yoga. And then I started to teach yoga as uh, selfless service, not being paid anymore for it since I was on disability. So I had the opportunity uh, to teach at different libraries. And now I teach presently at the Jewish Community Center here in Santa Barbara, where I teach a weekly class that's totally free to the people, and I don't get paid, and it's such a nice feeling to just give it away to whoever shows up that week. Oh, and, it uh, is a nice feeling. I have been teaching a community yoga class like that for free in my building for about five or six months now, and excellent. it's it's the best two hours of the week. I love it. It's caused me to love and appreciate my building. I used to complain yeah. a lot about my building. No, I don't like this about it. I don't like that about it. But now that I'm doing the yoga with my neighbors, I love everything about it. It's yes. very transformational. Yes. It's, a, it's a great contribution. So the Yoga Way, which is the book that I, I co-authored with yes. uh, several other senior uh, students of Satyadananda, as you said, was rewritten from the 1986 version when it was vegetarian-oriented. So Satyadananda still wrote the whole first section, but I did this second section, the, the menus, the meal planning, the resources, and uh, the, the book covers like so much philosophy about eating right, when to eat, when not to eat, how to fast, 
you know, tremendous information, uh, very gently presented in this book, and practical recipes that people can make at home. And yeah, I, on I love now. this book. It's it's beautifully written, and it has a lot in it that you don't find in most books about veganism. I mean, it has things about home remedies for various right. ailments. I think this is yeah. so cool, and I I do want to mention. The other contributors to this book, there's Sandra Amrita McLanahan, MD, Reverend Sandra Kumari Desachi, and Reverend Prem Anjali, um, PhD. So a lot of great people have contributed to The Yoga Way, Food for Body, Mind, and Spirit. What did you learn from writing this book or being part of writing this book? I learned how many variations there are on the theme of veganism. Prem Anjali, who was my editor, who I've never met in person, but I have, of course, spoken to her very often while I was doing this in 2016. She was recommended uh, to me by my friend Jivana Heyman, who is um, the accessible yoga teacher now uh, all over the world. And he knew that I as he is a devoted vegan and uh and they really helped me through the process of delineating the different types of, of foods that we eat and as you said at your talk here in January it's not what we don't eat but what we do eat as vegans that's really important and uh, uh I've done um a vegan uh recipes on uh Pauline Public Radio and uh, my my 33 recipes are online. One of them is making locks out of plum tomatoes and my vegan chocolates, which are very delectable. And I yeah. even did an article on how to grow a garden in a, a bag of soil that people could grow in the city on their fire escape, which I think is so cool. And um, and now we have vegan Santa Barbara meetups. We have the uh, vegan Lady Bosses Club, which just started here. And I'm going to propose a vegan book club uh, to those women who want to read or reread the various wonderful books on veganism. So I'm I'm really very happy, and I take a lot of self care of my. Myself, I go to Reiki and Therapeutic Touch, and I've taken Qigong, and I love massage, and it's it's wonderful to take care of yourself so you could keep on giving back what I feel I've been given. Oh, that's so beautiful, Carol. As our time is winding down here, I want to ask you a very serious question. When you said yeah. that back before your transplant, they had told you at one point that you had only a year left in this life, in this body, what yes. did all your years of yoga do for you when you were looking at that possibility? Well, uh, I feel that faith is a very important uh, quality to have. And as my my teacher says, Fear and faith don't go together. So I tried to get beyond my fear of losing this life into the faith that if I ate well and treated people well 
And it was the hands of God that led the surgeon in my eight-hour surgery at Westchester, you know, uh, hospital. And um, that, you know, it was just a, a wonderful blessing for me to think about perhaps surviving and continuing in this wonderful life. And uh, so... You know, now I I try try to give back, and um, it's been good. So, but you know, you never really think you're going to die. But there were signs that you know I was passing out of this existence, and you know, it's a wonderful thing transplantation. I think everyone should sign up, and and even if you can't donate organs, there's there's bone and there's a tissue like corneas. And there's also uh, skin. You know, we've had terrible fires here in California. And um, 23 people died this past year in a fire right here in Montecito. And um, so people can keep on giving life to others. So, um, you know, we don't want to get too hung up in our ego. If we have to let go, we have to let go. But two things I'd like to say to try to remember in life, that you should take care of your thoughts when you are alone and take care of your words when you are with people. So it's really moment to moment, breath to breath, and heartbeat to heartbeat that we should be aware of. And mantra helps. (laughs) And prayer and meditation really are the tools to success in this life. You certainly embody that. And I have experienced many of your Hatha yoga classes during all those years at North American, formerly vegetarian, now vegan society, Summerfest. But I'm really just hearing from you today what I felt in an energetic way for all those years. You are a true yogini, Carol Burrell. And I'm just so honored to know you. So listeners, please check out The Yoga Way, Food for Body, Mind, and Spirit. There is so, so much to this. And of course, we'll put that on the show notes at MainStreetVegan.net. In our final minute, do you have a final thought? Oh, I feel so blessed. Uh, to have a, a wonderful husband all these years, a beautiful son who, by the way, is a naturopathic pediatrician who oh. is also an artist, and to have uh, a, a cadre of friends and people who support our, our way of life. And um, thank you so much. You're about the only teacher from all those teachers at the conference who showed up 6 o'clock in the morning to the yoga <laughs> class. So, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a great fan of you. yours and a great fan of integral yoga. Especially I was at a, an event on Sunday and met a very young woman who was telling me that she is an integral yoga teacher and she just had that wonderful integral yoga light about her. So at uh-huh. any time in any generation, the good stuff is definitely the good stuff. And the yoga way, food for body, mind and spirit There's a lot of good stuff, too. Bless you, Carol. Everybody else, stay with us.